After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. The internet should be like hot dogs. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I saw a commercial yesterday that I had never seen before, and it charmed the dang pants off I of know, me. it not, did. Not literally. I didn't yeah. remove my pants. Um, I showed you, you this you're commercial. You're never nude. I, you, well, never, you would never remove your pants. No commercial could get me to remove my pants. Right. I showed it to you today, and I didn't know how to build a show around it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I know. <laughs> this commercial features somebody selling hot dogs. What if we do a whole commercial based on hot dog vendors? These are not hot dog commercials, keep in mind. At least most of them are not. These are commercials that use the trope of somebody selling hot dogs at a hot dog stand, yeah. at a hot dog cart, in a stadium. It's kind of a universal experience, right? Like, you know, if you've lived in this country for pretty much any amount of time and ever been to a city, you've seen a hot dog cart. Genevieve, we have robots selling hot dogs today. We got kids selling hot dogs. We got dogs selling hot dogs. Wow. We even have a member of the Partridge family selling hot dogs. So get ready for all of that. Even a member <laughs> of the Partridge family, Genevieve. <laughs> also, we got a kind of cute but kind of aggravating commercial from somebody in the ad council. I want to like it. But at the end, they do something really weird, and it's Mattress Firm, and I want to know what they're doing, and I want to know why they're not doing Slunk Jeep anymore. Slunk yeah. Jeep was so great. You loved it. I loved it. So we'll get into all that, but first, let's sling some dogs. Well, my baby works in a hot dog stand. I'm making them hot dogs the fat as you can. Upsteps the cat yells, don't be slow. And get me two hot dogs ready to go. Hot dogs! She's my baby. Hot dogs! Drives me crazy, hot dog. I don't mean baby, well, you ought to see my baby at the hot dog stand. Wish I could have found a song that was more related to what we're talking about today. No, I think, you know, people can draw, can connect the dots. Between a show about hot dog vending and a song about a woman working in a hot dog stand? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I hope so. Try to keep up with us folks here today. Uh, I'm going to start with the commercial that I saw yesterday during a college football game. I don't watch a lot of college football, so I wonder if this is like a whole new world of commercials. I actually saw several that I thought were worth commenting on. Maybe we'll save the other ones Did you for see the mayhem? Uh, did you, you know how there's like a mayhem... Yeah. Uh, like, like mascot where it's like Dean Winter's mayhem face, but like mascoted, uh-huh. mascotified. I didn't see that. I knew and that they was, had tons of tie-ins during the game. Well, it's yesterday. yeah. So it was the big spot. I think it was like the Allstate oh, Sugar, Sugar Bowl, Bowl or whatever. Oh, right, but yeah. like, um, I just saw in some little, you know, in between plays or whenever on the field, they showed. That got somebody in that costume with that with the mayhem big oh, wow. head on, like firing hot dogs into the stand. Did you um, a couple of things on that? One related to commercials, which is when they do those tie-ins. Sometimes they'll have like 
sponsored commercials throughout the game, but also like the announcers will nod to it or they'll drop little audio drops or whatever. And they messed something up on a technological level yesterday. I think they were supposed to show Mayhem yelling, uh-huh. but they didn't the visuals or something and they kept trying it. Like, and <laughs> I, it was really confusing because you just saw the football field, but you kept on hearing something going, ah, ah. And I think it was Dean Winters or something. I'm messing up part of the details of what he was yelling, but the announcers were like, okay, we're going to try that again later. And I was like, that was disconcerting. Yeah, I bet uh, Allstate got some money back. Um, Although, on the other hand, they talked about it more than maybe they would have otherwise. Um, On a related note, speaking of kind of mascots and these bowl games, um, did you see anything? I'm looking up the the exact quote here. Did you see anything related to the um, Pop-Tarts Bowl? Because there was a Pop-Tarts mascot. I think... I think making its debut. No, I didn't know. I didn't know any about any of this. And it made its debut by popping out of a toaster slowly, like the mascot did, and like uh-huh. waving, and the crowd's going crazy, right? And nice, like that was yeah. pretty cool. And our friend Kat sent that to me. She said something like, um, "You know, to my other, uh, to my other mascot obsessed friend." Um, here, I'll show you. Well, here I'll show you a video of this of the mascot uh, popping out. This is not going to be good audio for our audience, but there he is popping out on the field out of a giant toaster, <laughs> the mascot. But my favorite, <laughs> and like it has a lot of, a lot of charisma, and um, and then I sent Cat this article, which a um, reporter named uh, I think Roger Sherman. This is a direct uh, thing he tweeted. I asked if it was offensive to eat a Pop-Tart in front of the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot, and then the handler yelled out, it's their dream, and then the mascot (laughs) grabbed the Pop-Tart out of my hand and started force-feeding it to me while making soft grunting noises. Oh, my God. And there's a photo of the Pop-Tart feeding a Pop-Tart to a reporter. It's their dream. It's their dream. I feel like the, who who said it's their dream? The handler? The handler. It feels like the handler been waiting all day to be asked that question. Yeah. Do you think that mascots are starting to have a moment, or maybe it's been a slow rolling moment here in the U.S.? They're huge in Japan, right? Yeah. Like the all the minor league games and right. stuff over there. They have like very elaborate where they can like they become like one. They start as one animal, but then it's like their be- skeleton. Their, their skeleton, skeleton comes jumps out. out. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I've seen fish. some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I think gritty kind of got things started. I agree. I think when yeah. the NHL's uh, Philadelphia team introduced gritty, yeah, um, it, people started to get kind of excited about mascots. I, I do think. think that that's true. And there's always been, you know, there've always been a few, you know, Mr. Met, um, you know, well the fanatic the too. Philly Philly's fanatic, got it locked yeah, in. Yeah, Philly's Philly's big on it. Like there's always been a few mascots that everybody kind of knows and are a big part of their of the like city character or whatever. But yeah, I, I feel like yeah, maybe maybe we're we're getting we're getting kind of like reaching peak mascot here or on I the hope upswing. not peak. I hope we're just starting to climb. Yeah. I hope the journey is just at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I want to say as we talk about these commercials featuring people like selling hot dogs, it was very hard for me to not include a lot of commercials where people are just dressed up like hot dogs and ketchup and mustard and what have you. Right. Um, there's some good stuff in that space as well. <laughs> okay. Oh, but I tried as much as possible to have it people who are actually slinging hot dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. And are they all slinging hot dogs or is it more? like hot dogs there's it's not like this is seems like a hot dog cart but actually we're selling, fish selling guts euros or, or something yeah no i 
was if I didn't find enough commercials hot dog specific, I was willing just to go to like vendors. Yeah. But um, no, it turns out it was a pretty. Once I landed on this idea, the internet did the rest. Yeah. Like there's a lot of this. So let's start with the one that really caught my eye um, during the ball game yesterday. I just thought this performance by this woman was fantastic. This is a series of, or I should say, a campaign of commercials from a company called Invesco, and this is called something specific, Invesco QQQ. And I think, if I understand it correctly, it is trying to get like innovators who are trying to get their start, who have an idea, like a million dollar idea, mm-hmm. to make their innovation ideas come to fruition through some sort of investment, right? Okay. So I don't know exactly how that works, if it's micro investing or what. That's interesting, right? Like it's, you know, it, like as if it's sort of democratizing like angel investment, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just something for like, you know, a few, a few, a few, uh, like privileged few in Silicon Valley or whatever. Says Invesco QQQ is a fund offering access to companies changing the game with innovations like robotics. Uh, That is specific to this commercial because this is a commercial starring a woman, uh, a character who has dreams of robotics. So we see this woman and by the way, she just really sells this. This is what makes the commercial so good. It's like the pacing is right and they let her be like funny. Um, And I don't know if it's her who stars in all of these commercials but the people are always a little bit doofusy yeah. in a certain way. It's interesting because I th- suspect that Innovation QQQ uh, fund is really more like something that your business, like a, a sta- an mm-hmm. existing business or like, I don't know, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing where like, it doesn't sound like Shark Tank where it, I feel like the ads kind of make it seem like it's more like Shark Tank. Yeah, I saw one where uh, there's a woman in a gym kind of being clumsy and stumbling over people, but being very excited about this innovative bracelet that I believe maybe she created, her character created, that, Uh you know, measures all of your um, bodily functions and statistics (laughs) and and whatever, you know, like a smartwatch. I don't go to gyms. I don't know. But in this one, we see a woman, and um, I don't know, like, I sort of feel like... I sort of feel like fl- there's some flow-ishness to this. It's, I mean, she's wearing an apron. She's a woman, um, maybe around Flo's age, maybe a little from Progressive, maybe a little bit younger, um, wearing an apron and selling hot dogs somewhere. I think we can assume she's at some sort of a sporting event or something. Yeah, it looks like a stadium. And so she's a hot dog vendor, but she's talking to us. She's got a, a customer who comes up to her, and the customer sort of waiting for her hot dog while this woman is talking about how she, uh, when she's not slinging hot dogs herself, she invented a robot to also sell hot dogs. Fresh, warm hot dogs. When I'm not selling hot dogs, I invest in a fund that advances innovations like robotics. Fresh, warm hot dogs, straight. So she whispers like robotics and oh. she points to the robot that she's invented. She did. I mean, did she? I don't think the implication here is that she invented this robot. Oh, what is the implication? She says, I invest in a fund oh. that supports. So this isn't for people My apologies. who want money. It's just for people who have money. Oh, interesting. If you want, like in the same way that, you know, you and I have a financial advisor and he puts our money into investments. And one of the things that we do when we like make our plans with him is we say we want We don't want to, for example, invest in, um, you know, like 
climate, you know, we want to, we want to invest in things that are socially responsible or, you know, climate friendly or whatever. So we like make some decisions about what kinds of funds we're willing to be mm-hmm. invested in. I think this like is like that a, factory in Myanmar that we are heavily right, invested exactly, in. Right. Exactly. Right. Like how else are you going to get your Reeboks? Right. Exactly. Um, but like, I think this is for people who like want to invest in something that makes them feel good about what they're investing I in. I see. Okay. So my apologies. I, I have the premise of the business flipped, but the commercial itself is we see this woman, she's selling hot dogs and then she says like robotics and then you see also out in like the the fairway area here is a robot that is also selling hot dogs directly from its chest i like the way she also says warm hot dogs she doesn't say piping hot hot dogs at the beginning of this she says warm hot dogs i think that's supposed to be kind of funny too because it's a little bit weird yeah it is a little weird um and then the robot people why does a warm hot dog sound gross i know right i mean i don't want a cold hot dog hot it's all i mean hot's in the name yeah so it should just already. She could just say fresh hot dogs. She says fresh, warm hot dogs yeah. or something about it that I think is knowing because this whole commercial is a little winky. Um, and we see people are excited to be getting the hot dogs from this robot. Now the woman who's actually waiting for a hot dog at this woman's hot dog stand kind of blows off the woman who's talking to us so that she can also go get a hot dog from this robot because the robot is sort of stealing the show. Fresh, warm hot dogs. When I'm not selling hot dogs, I invest in a fund that advances innovations like robotics. Fresh, warm hot dogs straight out of my torso. One for you, one for you. Oh, you're a messy one. Cool, right? So cool. Anyone. So that robot, um, when she said you're a messy one, some guy had mustard on his face and the robot automatically wiped the mustard off his face for him. Um, now uh, the woman who was going to get a hot dog from the human wants to go get a hot dog from the robot, meaning that the hot dog vendor, our hero of this story, feels a little bit put out and so right. now she's trying to attract more customers by acting like a robot herself cool right so cool. anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ a fund that gives you access to NASDAQ 100 innovations hot dogs fresh farm hot dogs before investing carefully read and consider at the end, that is the woman pretending to be a robot, and she does a little physical she's try- comedy, She's too. trying to take some of that business back from the robot. From the robot. The she's robot, really charming. She's very charming. The robot is also, I, although it would be kind of novel to get a hot dog from a robot, mm-hmm. the robot, although it's humanoid, it's, you know, it's an upright humanoid shape, it's also sort of insectoid because it has mm-hmm. multiple arms. It has, like, four arms off of its mm-hmm. torso, and its face feels kind of also a little bit insect like hmm. i don't like it it's upsetting you don't like it? yeah you think that it they, it's, only it's like they went out of their arms. way to make this robot upsetting huh um i don't find it as upsetting as you but you are right it has four arms which is weird but it's kind of like well if you're going to invent a robot like why give it the limitations of a human you know then why make it even why give it a head yeah i don't know have you ever seen the little um good question why give it a head? Yeah. Have you seen the little security robot at our Lowe's here in North Seattle? Uh, it, does it just roll around? Rolls around the, in parking, the parking lot. lot. Yeah, I, I don't know if that. it has a head or not. It's a little bit. Uh, I don't. I definitely don't think it has arms or anything along those lines. But it just sort of like I'm sure it's got like 360 cameras and yeah. it spins around and it drives up and down. If anything, it's like the predecessor to the murderous predecessor to RoboCop. In oh, Robo- okay, in sure. RoboCop. Yeah. I I would rather see the little robot security guard than the human yeah. security guards at, at Lowe's. I always feel a little like um, I'm passing through. I saw. I think security. it was an episode of Black Mirror from this season where it's a it's a dystopic future, post-apocalyptic future. Wait, they tackled that in Black Mirror? I know. Believe it or not. Um, 
And in this post-apocalyptic future, um, you know those robots that you see, like there's a million viral videos of them where they're sort of like, they're sort of dog-like. They're on four, all yeah, four an- yep. like legs. And they have those and kind, kind of blade of, legs. And they're kind of yeah. constantly stomping to keep their yeah. balance. Yeah. And they're very upsetting anyway yeah, to look are. at. Oh, and goodness, so, they are. Those are like MIT dogs or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. And so in this episode, uh, you know, these robots have been left to guard the places where you can get things like, you know, warehouses that still have food and stuff that people, these survivors need. Um, But if you try to go in there and get stuff, these robots are just on autopilot to like kill you. And so, so they're all just like these murderous dogs that chase you forever. If you, if you get caught, if you get spotted by one, which is what I thought all dogs were when I was growing (laughs) up, to be honest with you, I was very afraid of dogs. I assumed that any dog at any moment could just be, an attack dog coming directly at me and there is no way to turn them <laughs> off. So That's the premise I of understand this that feeling. episode. Uh, our next hot dog vending commercial is for Bank of America, something called Bank of America Extras. And there are two with this fella. One of them is selling peanuts, though, so I'm going to leave that one off. The funnier one is the hot dog one. Um, this is the uh, classic scenario where we see a vendor in the stands of a ball game, right? In the bleachers or whatever. And he's walking up and down the stairs, except uh, he is now stopped next to a customer. And this customer, not unlike the woman in that first commercial who was the hot dog customer, she's waiting on this guy to get done with his pitch so she can get her hot dog. And Uh the guy's sort of standing in the aisle, right? And he keeps on almost handing her the hot dog, but then he gesticulates with it while he's talking to us. That's maddening. It's kind of maddening. The woman just wants her hot dog. And um, he's really funny. Like this is, um, this is, one of those like kind of uh you know he's a obli- he's oblivious in a very funny way i think it's really well done i've been to a lot of games i have seen it all not the plays not the baseball park because my eyes are up here on the fans <laughs> a lot of fans are lucky now with uh, bank of america extras discounts uh, exclusive access one-of-a-kind baseball experiences just for customers <laughs> see i miss that too me too the Get woman who's been waiting for her hot dog. <laughs> he keeps just gently taking the hot dog just out of her reach. Just out of her and reach. And he does a good job of making it seem uh, inadvertent. Yeah, like he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun. It's interesting. It's always interesting to me to see a pitch for a company where the the person pitching is unlikable in some way. Yeah, you know? yeah he's obnoxious. Weird, kind yeah. of obnoxious. Uh, but I, I enjoy the performance. Now, I have a question for you. That, is that Fenway? I was going to say, it looks like Fenway, yeah. but is Fenway called Bank of America, or do they have a big Bank of America sign at Fenway now? Um, because this looks like Fenway, but it's got a huge Bank of America sign above the, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, the, the scoreboard. The scoreboard. So I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, you know, like, everybody, every ballpark in America has some corporate sponsorship, right? Yeah, right. So, exactly. I mean, I think it can probably be still be called Fen. It's probably called like Bank of America Fenway Park or something, you know? Yeah, I think they have some sort of a commercial tie in here as I'm kind of Googling around. I don't know. Obviously, we have not been to Fenway. I mean, you haven't been back to Fenway since we lived in the it's been Boston area 20 in 20 years, 20 years yeah. right? Um, speaking of baseball, let's go with this one next. Genevieve, you and I have dedicated a lot of time and ink on this show. We don't use ink. Um, we've dedicated a lot of time on this show to the Geico commercials that are based on puns. Like, hey, we're new homeowners, or we just moved into a new yeah. apartment, and everything's going great, except we have ants. And then it's like a bunch of, like, 
siblings of your parents who are like taking over the house or we have a clogging problem and the neighbors upstairs are like uh, cloggers, like shaker cloggers or whatever. Um, shaker? No. Clogs. Just clogging. Just clogging. Just a type of dance. Um, but I think we missed one unless you've seen this and it just never came up. This is one. Uh, a new couple have moved into a place and uh, it's a great place, they say, I believe, to watch sports, to get together with friends and watch sports. But there were some concessions. We love the new place. Great space for watching games. Nothing better than baseball. There were a few concessions. Get your hot dogs here! <laughs> hot dogs! So now we see um, a hot dog vendor in their kitchen. The guy's just trying to, like, wash dishes while this hot dog vendor is getting in his face. I think we're going to see other vendors as well. Hot dog! Hot dog! Hot churros! At least Geico makes it easy to bundle a home and car insurance. Popcorn, cotton candy. We already have food. Oh, I'll take a cotton candy. Now suddenly, so the couple was eating dinner when the cotton candy guy comes down and like, we already have food. You hear off screen a somewhat familiar voice say, I'll take some cotton candy. The camera pans over and it's none other than Ken Griffey Jr. leaning into the house through an open window. You got any bubble gum? For bundling made easy, <laughs> go to Geico.com. And then he's blowing his signature bubble that blows up in I his like face. That one. That's really cute, right? That's I, such a good pun. We never good, came up with that one. It's a good play on words. They don't have to stretch too hard to mm -hmm. make it something that couldn't have two meanings in a home. And like anyone who's ever bought a house, you have to make some concessions. Absolutely. There, were, there will be some concessions. There were some, I like it. There were some concessions. Very yeah, very well done. Because you and I did a whole show where we tried to come up with our own puns for that and ask listeners to, to do it as well. Um, this one, now we're, you said that commercial, you didn't have to try too hard, didn't have to stretch too hard. I think we're going to get into a couple of commercials here that do seem like a weird stretch to me. This commercial is for something called clear and i believe it is some sort of an internet provider yeah you wouldn't know that until the end of the commercial the plot is a woman walks up to an outdoor hot dog stand in the city somewhere and there's two guys with accents and i'm not good with accents i don't know if maybe like greek or something i don't know what okay. kind of a traditional hot dog vendor would be i'm excited um, to see how close greek is to what it actually is <laughs> you should see the look on jenny's face governor <laughs> I'm fresh off the boat from Greece. <laughs> you want some chips? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're probably right. It's probably. It's probably. I mean, I bet you're in the. I bet Sid you're in the right. Here, let's see. He's Sid. He's got. Uh, he's got a big earring on and yeah. a leather jacket. No and a, shirt. Yeah, and, uh, and a mohawk. <laughs> got a mohawk. Anyway, uh, no. But there's two guys. I, this is one interesting thing here. When I was looking for a hot dog vendor commercials today, I came across a lot of like how to start your own hot dog vending business and a lot of people saying don't start your own hot dog vending business this is why you should never start a hot dog vending business literally like the internet is riddled with YouTube videos of people saying don't get into this business and I feel like the people in this ad should have probably watched one of that because you have two grown ass men both working one very small hot dog stand and I feel like that is not a good use of their time together I always thought it was a nice detail that Liz Lemon's when Liz Lemon finds love on 30 Rock in the final season, um, she gets together with a guy who is starting his own uh, like gourmet hot dog truck vending business. Is that Mar Marston? What's the actor's James Marston, name? James yeah. Marston. Which is very fun because the very first scene of Thirty Rock is Liz Lemon mm -hmm. have like getting buying a hundred hot dogs to like prove a point to somebody. Oh right, yeah. 
So she she gets together with this guy who's starting a, a hot dog business, and he's called it's called Manhattan Hot Dogs, but he has it painted on his gray van like kidnapper van yeah so that when he slides open the doors it just says man hogs <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> i want to say something to you that i'm sure you've known almost your entire life or at least since the final episode of seinfeld that i did not realize yeah that the final conversation, the final scene of Seinfeld echoes the very first the scene of Seinfeld. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. They're, they bring up the same topics about nothing, basically. It's something about, oh, the button on the, the shirt. Button on the right. shirt. I thought was... you meant the button on the end of the episode. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. So they bring up the this... button's doing a lot of work. This that's button's right. doing and then a lot it ends with Jerry saying, haven't we had this conversation yeah. before? I did not know that until somebody put them side by side on the internet. I for did me. think it was a nice. I knew it. You when knew it, it in the, at the time. Or it was, there was so. the the That episode was so relentlessly covered in the media yeah. and I read a lot of coverage I was you know a big Seinfeld fan um, it was and pretty panned too I think people didn't like it it was controversial it's very hard to end a show of yeah. that magnitude and yeah. of that kind of show where it's not like you know there the whole point was no hugging no learning yeah you can't have you can't end the series by hugging and learning yeah. so how do you end it so I thought of all you know all things being equal having them just sit around in I mean they're kind of in a prison they're in a jail they're in a jail they're literally in in a jail cell but they're also kind of in a prison of their own making because it's so because they're so banal yeah and I thought it was kind of like I I thought it was a funny joke that is just hard to land for people because people want something emotional even if they understand that even if Mm -hmm. they know intellectually that that's like not the point I mean that show just wouldn't Larry David would not have gone emotional there but even if he had tried it would have been so bad it would have been terrible but but people I don't know it's hard I just think that was a very hard show to end it is very I mean it's obvious to me that Jerry gets assassinated at the end and they just cut it a second (laughs) just one just one second second. but it's obvious that that is what the I'm honestly shocked I think that putting them in jail was probably I bet you that was Larry David's second choice to having them all get murdered (laughs) wouldn't you can't you totally see Larry David wanting that to be the end well don't stop believing plays on the jukebox or no was it don't stop believing on the the Sopranos Sopranos, yeah yeah. Um, okay um, this next commercial where were we okay so a woman goes up to a hot dog stand it's got two full ass adult men like middle aged men running this hot dog stand which I was making the argument is not economically feasible but whatever you'll see that these hot dog men do it their own way a hot dog with relish and onions please what's this hot dog contract a what that's your standard two-year hot dog contract. So the guy, um, one of the guys who's selling the hot dogs <laughs> says, this is your hot dog contract. Then it, it's another customer who's a regular there who says, it's just your standard uh, two-year hot dog contract. And what I do like about the, the two-man hot dog crew here is while the one is doing the business, the other one is just mean mugging her the yeah, whole time, which totally. I love. He just looks so like, <laughs> oh, by the way, any sense of an accent here? Not not Greek, though, huh? I mean, I can understand where you were going i this to me seems like air like an arabic country yeah maybe okay here let's let's start it from the beginning again i mean not that the lo- location hot seems like that but they... and onions please what's this hot dog contract a what that's your standard two-year hot dog contract one hot dog per day limit okay hot dogs don't have contracts but what if i want two hot dogs <laughs> hey uh-uh very expensive the internet should be like hot dogs 
Get clear, unlimited 4G Take It With You internet. I will say they have a long line at their hot dog stand for a hot dog stand that makes you lock into a two-year contract that says you can only have hot, one hot dog a day. Well, I like the idea that everybody else, including the guy who explains to her it's your standard hot dog contract, who's just uh, waiting in the line. Like, yeah. I do think that they're sort of they're trying to make a point, which is that we have all accepted this absurd yeah. uh, way of doing business for internet, yeah. and we all just are like, oh yeah, it's my standard, you know, two year internet mm-hmm. contract. When you like, you don't have to be that way. You can be like this woman and be like, that makes no sense. Yeah, and then, I like the way that the guy who's like, it's your standard hot two year hot dog contract. He's just a customer, but he's looking at her so condescendingly. By the end, he's like yeah. rolling his eyes. And I also just like how evil the second hot dog contract yeah. guy is. Like seeing, even though I said it doesn't make economic sense, I love seeing him. Like he's really like they make quite the pair. I'd like to see them in more stuff. I like them. I thought they were great, very funny, great villains. And I'm with you. Like good job, clear making the. The hot, the evil hot dog villains stand in for the evil cable company villains or whatever internet provider villains. This one is going to go by quickly. Boy, is it a stretch. <laughs> it is from our friends at the Community Against Preventable Injuries. Cappy. <laughs> Cappy, which is, I don't even know exactly... What they do, I guess they just raise public awareness about being safer in your everyday life because a lot of accidents are preventable. Listen and to this Kathy is a community. <laughs> First of all, you should be on their payroll or at least on the creative team. Um, so this goes by quickly. We see a woman. She's leaving a building or something and she approaches some stairs outside. Now she is tap, tap, tapping away on her phone. She's, you know, kind of a she looks like kind of, you know, a youngish woman who's like dressed nicely. You can tell like kind yeah, of a, a, a trendily trend. dressed woman from four years ago or whatever. Um, and there's a there's a kind of a I think this is intentional. Before she gets to these set, the set of like three stairs that go down, there's sort of a, a little drainage gate in front of them that at first glance sort of, if you were looking at your phone instead of the ground, you would think that that is a first stair uh-huh. sort of. And so it's actually subtle in this way where she doesn't ever actually fall or hurt herself. She just is like so engrossed in her phone that she sort of stumbles for a second thinking that that thing is a stair. But then she just says, oops, and then continues to walk down the stairs and then walk away. And all of this happens in front of a hot dog vendor who just says, I wouldn't I would I would follow her or maybe she has a lot of followers, but I wouldn't follow her because she looks like she's slightly clumsy. It's a very subtle message. And the person delivering it, a hot dog vendor. She might have a lot of followers. I sure wouldn't follow her. Time to get serious about preventable injuries at home, at work, at play, on the road. The community for against preventable injuries. I don't want to tell Cappy how to do their business, but... <laughs> You're already calling them Cappy, so I, I would argue that you are. Nobody was injured. There Nobody was, was no injured. injury. There was not, no, no accident. She she did a little bit of like a, a double, just like a slight double take on a stare yeah. that was like, just like, yeah, like you said, like it, it was, created the slight impression that there was a stare where there wasn't a stare. And I she goes, like, oops, and keeps going. Yeah. If if oops and keeps going is like, I mean, this hot dog vendor's got a lot of hot takes is what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's, you a know, hot ta- he's a hot take vendor. Seems like that was <laughs> seems like that was an injury that was prevented. It, yeah. They should be for it. They, yeah, they should be happy for this lady. Okay, this next one, 
I ended up liking a lot more than I thought I would. I don't know why I didn't think I was going to like this commercial. I didn't know. It's, well, first of all, it's from something called TireRack.com. <laughs> so I guess my expectations weren't super high for TireRack.com. But um, this looks like kind of a traditional car commercial with like a long, windy road in the hills and mountains and forest somewhere. You know, it's the type of thing that you'd see a car speeding down. Yeah. And the, you know, like a Lexus ad or something. But it begins with, instead of seeing a fancy car, we see um, a fella on a bicycle. I'm sorry, not a bicycle. He's on a, he's a hot dog vendor. He's got his hot dog cart, which is like sort of half bicycle, half hot dog cart, if you can sort of picture that. And it's all, you know, orange and yellow, like you picture it. And he's got a, he's wearing a helmet, but he's got a giant hot dog on his helmet. And the visuals on this made me laugh out loud so enjoy this listening audience this is a scenic mountain road and this is a man rolling down the road on a hot dog cart (laughs) that is not smart this guy however used tirerack.com now we just see a car premium michelin pilot tires to enjoy exhilarating performance on this scenic road that's smart this guy not so much tirerack.com find deliver install smarter in case it wasn't clear from the audio while he's careen while the hot dog cart guy is careening down this road he eventually flies off of a ledge and rolls like kind of crashes off of this ledge yeah but then they show him getting up afterwards so he dusting himself so he didn't die i would say it's a little bit apples to hot dogs in terms of a comparison because that's what like how did tirerack.com get here how did yeah how did they how did they work their way to this scenario because it's like you're not really competing against people who have hot dog carts you're competing against other tire unless tirerack.com wanted to outfit this guy's bicycle cart with their tires which i don't think they would even do well and then the, and then the point would be what their tire i mean their the whole point is that their tires are good for this yeah scenario. they should have two hot dog vendors right have two hot dog one vendors. of them went to tire rack.com because one of them's driving a car right because putting you're putting a person yeah. in a car like if you want to be like hey this is how good our tires are you you should not put your hot dog cart on this road but we did it anyway one of them is in hot dog i mean one of them is in tire rack tires the other one is in generic or whatever but visually i am really impressed with that they have these big like you know high up drone shots of this beautiful road and again it's the kind of classic thing that you'd see a, a fancy car driving down and then it's juxtaposed with first of all this great aerial shot of this beautiful road in this tiny little cart from way yeah, far away just zigging down it with like very contrasty colors and then the close-up of the vendor freaking his shit out with this hot dog hat on with all the condiments i think that could be the show pick if you're in the market That's for pretty one great. Yeah. I really I like, it. like it but again like how many other ideas the tireact.com come up with of, of idiots going down this hill <laughs> or was it like hey my cousin has a hot dog cart yeah it feels maybe like my cousin has a hot dog mm-hmm. cart I love that movie um this next commercial I think raises an interesting almost philosophical question about the relationship between dogs and hot dogs um, now I will be honest with you I, I told you I try to stay pretty strict to have the commercials focus on the hot dog vendor experience in this case there is a hot dog vendor involved but he's only in the background 
and he is a dog. Okay. Fact, I don't know if it's a he or a she, but let's just say he is a dog. And this is one of those Subaru this bitch commercials. Sells hot dogs. <laughs> this is one of those Subaru commercials that had dogs driving cars. Do you remember these? We we talked about another one in this campaign. Is it Subaru? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for it. I love Nor do Su- I. In general, I love Subaru's ads and I think love is what makes a Subaru is a great tagline and they've done, you know, like they the, they we talked about the they lived ad a hundred mm-hmm. times. Like it's one of my favorite ads. I think it's so powerful having the golden retrievers like be do have people voicing over golden retrievers or do they even have voicing? Uh, this one doesn't have voices so having golden they're just re- like a family of dogs yeah and they are humans. but they are golden retrievers right? i think so yeah yeah having these golden retrievers just like right drive around in cars like that's what dogs do i don't get it like mm-hmm. i maybe it's just maybe it's maybe there's something to it if you are a dog owner that it really it just hits differently? I don't know. And the first time this came up, I can't remember the details of the ad, but it especially irked you because it was somehow like the butt of the joke was like that dogs are better than cats, I oh, believe. Oh, yeah. Then there was... The, the, no, it wasn't that dogs are better than cats. That they have a pet that's a cat? Oh, that's right. The dogs are out I will and they say have a pet again, cat. A yeah. cat is not the pet of a dog. Yeah, they no, are you not... You feel weirdly strongly about ...subordinates that. to dogs. They are an equal, at best, equal footing. It's funny, like, I just don't think of you as being, it's like... It's so rude. It would be, like, saying, like, um, like another kind of person could be a, the pet of, an, of a human. Like, that's... How do you feel about the... very the, bad. How do you feel about the Mickey Mouse-Pluto relationship? Well, it's troubling. <laughs> For one thing, Mickey Mouse has a friend who is a dog. By the way, do you know that it's a really big day for Mickey Mouse or maybe a big sad day for Mickey Mouse or yesterday was the Why? first of the year because and this has been circled on people's calendars for a long time. Disney finally could no longer extend oh. the copyright <laughs> on the original version uh, of Mickey Mouse. It's been coming. So, and it's been yeah because there's already a, a movie that I think is already in the can that they've been waiting to release which is like it could only be like the Steamboat right. Willie version of Mickey Mouse, but there is now a Mickey Mouse horror movie that is coming out. I don't think they call it Mickey Mouse, but it's like, you know, it just... It would violate somebody, a copyright. It would have... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the name... Like, and again, then there's also trademark law, which is different than... I mean, sure. And Disney is and they're, famous. And they have... They are famous and they've done... They've, they've extended it as much as they can extend mm-hmm. it. I'm sure they've done every trick in the book to, as you say, have a Mickey Mouse that is currently mm-hmm. trademark protected exactly. that's not the original I think they, Willie Mickey Mouse. I think they even took this... Uh, they recently rejiggered their logo or one of the Disney logos to include an animated short of Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. And I think, or that version of Mickey Mouse, and I think as a way of protecting it continually under trademark right. law. Like, they're just, oh, yeah. again, it's what they do. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you guys will be seeing probably a lot more. I was on Reddit today, and there's all kinds of people dunking <laughs> on Steamboat <laughs> Willie. But um, anyway, in this commercial, so we have this uh, family of golden retrievers rolling up to a little cute, cute, cute hot dog stand in suburbia somewhere. Um, and uh, they get out of the car, and they apparently purchase some hot dogs. But again, like, these are, this is, taped with real dogs right so they have to just sort of cut away a lot and it's implied that they're eating hot dogs or purchasing hot dogs if you look closely you see a cute little i don't know what kind of dog is in the hot dog cart um selling hot dogs but um and i have to explain this all because i don't think there's any dialogue here but then as the hot dog i'm sorry as the um golden retriever family is enjoying their hot dogs a family of dachshunds aka wiener dogs walk by and give them the hairy eyeball 
So here are the dogs. They're barking. That's them ordering dogs. They get a whole plate of hot dogs. They're going to enjoy them. I don't think they're all golden retrievers, by the way. I think some of them are like, isn't that a yellow lab that I saw over here? I guess that one's the, it looks like the what is, I assume to be the mom is a lab, but the the dad looks to be a golden retriever The golden retriever me. and the little little puppy dog is maybe there. Well, I assume if I know anything about biology, a mix of the two. Um, so anyway, they this little this old dog family orders a whole thing of hot dogs and then these wiener dogs walk by. The wiener dogs are growling at them. They're looking at the hot dogs. They're looking at the wiener dogs. The Subaru Crosstrack. Dog tested. Dog approved. And so the dog then pushes his hot dog away like he doesn't want to eat it anymore after looking at the little baby dachshund dog. Because the wiener dog is like... I told Feels you that it raises cannibalism issues. Yeah, I guess or... so. Well, that's what I mean. That's why it's interesting. This is from the same campaign that has you all teed off that the dogs have a cat as yeah. a pet. What is the the implication here is that wiener dogs identify as hot dogs? Like, I don't think they and would. That, and... I don't think any self-respecting dachshund would identify as a hot dog. No, just because they're called wiener dogs, like they they're the same shape. They, they but they're not the same thing. I agree. This whole dog campaign is just like wildly confused about animal politics subaru is writing checks that subaru's ass can't cash <laughs> with these dog commercials that's for damn sure i love this next com no i don't love this next commercial i love what whoever uploaded this next commercial called it on youtube which is french's mustard capitalist hot dog children 1994 <laughs> tv commercial i don't think there's much voiceover in this but you see a bunch of kids again this is you know peak 90s you, a bunch of kids one of them has a hot dog um stand and he puts out a sign and it says hot a dog. child has a hot dog stand like, yeah, a, lemonade like a lemonade stand, stand for hot dogs you no, know it's not a lemonade stand for hot dogs where uh, right. hot dogs get lemonade. I mean, <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of lemonade, they're selling hot dogs. Is that normal? I feel like that you would not normally see that. That's like, not something that I, never, I saw a like, lot. Had it, saw a kid in my neighborhood have a hot dog no, stand. But I grew up in the country, not the suburbs, so I didn't see a lot of lemonade stands either. I don't okay. know if that was just sort of a urban legend or if you guys really did that in the suburbs yeah, I saw some, I, i've seen lemonade stands but anyway um these these capitalist hot dog children as they're called on youtube um the one puts out a sign that says hot dogs 50 cents and then the other one puts out a sign that says hot dogs 25 cents and all the kids who are scurrying to the first stand then run across the yard to the other one why you're putting these things so close to each other i have no idea um but i assume that competition breeds excellence so good for this neighborhood's yes quality of hot dogs um but then the other so they're like hot dogs 50 cents hot dogs 25 cents they run over to the 25 cent one and the 25 cent one has french's mustard uh-huh and the kids are really excited about the french's mustard then the original one he drops his price down to 10 cents nobody comes back over because they got the French's mustard. mustard. So... Eventually, he puts out a sign that says free, and they don't even want the free hot dogs because he doesn't have they, I gotta say, French's. these children are uh, incredibly mislabeled as capitalists because that's... The, yeah, the free thing? If they're selling things and giving things away, I mean, I, unless it's some sort of loss leader... Could be. Uh, you know, scenario. It's probably jacking up the price of the lemonade and back. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, I see. Okay, so the hot dog started at $1. Other kids, 50 cents. They all run over to 50 cents. 
Kid drops another sign, 25 cents. They run back over to 25. Then the fi- oh, I see. The 50-cent kid holds up a thing of French's, and they come running back. They they disregard the 25-cent undercutting and go back to 50 cents because of French's. And at this point, no one's eaten a single hot dog. Nobody's had any hot dogs at all. When it's the mustard that makes the difference, it's got to be French's. For over 90 years, we've used only the finest ingredients to give French's the delicious taste everyone loves. French's Classic Yellow, the taste America loves. I love that the one um, little girl at one point, she like she flips her hand on her wrist like, I don't even care about your hot dogs anymore because there's French's mustard over here. I love it so much. Uh, I will agree with a commercial in the same way that Heinz is the brand of ketchup that I will, uh, I will, uh, you know, countenance. I, uh, I agree French's is the brand of yellow mustard that I prefer. Mm-hmm. My brother sent me a crazy picture. I don't know where he, whether it was like, in in the in where he is or where he saw this, but it was um, a picture of Heinz yellow mustard and French's ketchup. It was like black. What as, is I know. going what, on? That's what I said. What is going on? I'm a little distracted now because you know that I am a man who enjoys a bit of nostalgia. Right? Yes, I do. Did you know that about me? I knew me? that about you. I was in a. Um, grocery store it's i don't even know how to describe it it's kind of like a grocery store it's called marks and it's in cleveland and it's like a local chain Mm -hmm. and it's where we used to go for school supplies it's the type of place that has really great deals but it's always kind of chaotic yeah okay um but i think they kind of expanded over time they started to sell more and more food stuff so the one i went into was like a grocery store that had a lot of other stuff too and i was really enjoying seeing all these things that i grew up with and didn't realize had left my consciousness one was like Dairyman's is a brand of like um, I think that well they sell dairy products I think but they also sell all kinds of like flavored drinks and stuff that you can get at a 7-Eleven in Cleveland and like okay. they, they're famous for like this um, Dairyman's iced tea you can get like the quart gallon of iced tea like me and my dad took a walk uh, on Lake Erie and walked up some piers and I saw some kids who would have been like you know my age in the 90s like high school kids and one of them had had the iced tea like dangling off of his finger it was like <laughs> the most Cleveland thing I forgot like oh yeah we would just chug this shit all the time and I had totally forgotten if you had asked me what kind of yellow mustard I grew up with i might have said I knew it wouldn't have been French's because I know that you brought French's into my life right at least as a standard thing in the fridge and I saw this little yellow bottle that's almost shaped like a football uh with a a, a red twisty lid and it was called Plockman's and I think I'm saying that right it looks like Plockman's and yeah. I this this bottle that we're looking at right here is a little bit more of a modern twist on it but I saw that and I was like Oh shit! That is the mustard I grew up with, and it just—I've like, never seen Plockmans. No, and I is P L O C H M A N S. It could be Plotchmans. Maybe it's Plotchmans. I don't know. It could be Plockmans. No, I don't know. I'm sure that's Plockman, don't you think? And it's weird that I don't know that because, like, I bet you I said it a million times growing up. It was just like it was mustard. Like it just <laughs> there was nothing it's else. It's mustard. <laughs> it's mustard, and like I didn't realize because I, you know, I just did not grow up in a very with in a very worldly family or whatever like I was um 
kind of blind to the fact until I met you how much like Eastern European influence was in my life yeah. from my friends from you know Lenny Samoski to was David Cavalli. Was it when I accused you of growing up in a Polish ghetto? <laughs> to Ed Britswa. You're like all of your friends have names <laughs> yeah. that have all kinds of C's and Z's that don't make any sense in them. My mustard was not French's. It was Plockman's. I mean I didn't even I kind of didn't even realize all of this stuff. It's like so Midwest. Of course like yeah. like Chicago and Cleveland you're going to be putting a bunch of Plockman's mustard on your kielbasa right? Absolutely yeah it, it's another it is another little marker of like how uh, just kind of like the cultural norms where you grew up. I was like sort of floored. I was like dad Plockman's mustard. <laughs> um, I mentioned to my sister later she's like yeah of course that's still like that's what's in our fridge Plockman's. Anyway um, okay this one is eh, well it's got a hot dog vendor in it. I don't even know if it's really worth talking about. You know who was in a lot of commercials? Shirley Jones. Now sure. Shirley Jones she was the mom in the Partridge family. I Among other say. things yeah. she was the lead in the Music Man. Oh right. The movie adaptation yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, in this one this is an old commercial this is for 1978 and and it's for something called the Coney Island hot dog steamer. <laughs> it's got it's got real strong arrested development cornballer energy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it starts with her at Coney Island and she starts introducing herself, but she kind of can't because the hot dog vendor keeps on saying, Hey, hey, I think he's saying like you're on TV or something. I can't remember exactly what his point is. Um, but she's saying in places like this, we truly enjoy hot dogs, but bring that Coney Island hot dog experience home with you with the Coney Island hot dog steamer. I love the the dis- at the beginning of this as she's trying to as she's trying to do her setup in the hot dog guy before we even see him I think just y- yells over top of her the best thing hey. about a place like this hey you're Shirley Jones mm-hmm. these terrific hot dogs hot and steaming Sunbeam brings a bit of Coney Island home with the Coney Island steamer the great steam cooker for a super hot dog in minutes an old-fashioned steamed hot dog and a warm steam bun. The Coney Island steamer from Sunbeam. I love their quality. It makes one hot dog it, at a time. One hot dog at a time, and it's like sits, you know, on a little sort of like metal grate that sits over boiling water to be steamed one hot dog at a time. It's like a little hot dog coffin. It's a little hot dog coffin. That's <laughs> that you exactly right. You set the right. hot dog on the grate and you close the, the coffin lid and it steams a single hot dog. Let me tell you about a hot dog device that I had access to growing up. So my family, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, my family would often spend um, a big chunk of our summers at a, my grandparents' beach uh, condo. and What beach? Um, oh, this is down in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. And uh, the beach condo always had like, you know, it was just like it wasn't our normal kitchen. Um, and so it had like little weird devices in it that we always would like only mm-hmm. see at that time during the summer. And one of them was this thing that electric, it cooked your hot dogs with electricity. And it was like, um, oh, it was like a thing yeah. with spikes that stuck out of it. I and you would like these. stick the hot dog on the spikes. Um and then it would like, and then you would turn it on and it would just like shoot electricity through the hot dog. And it did heat up a hot dog, which is fundamentally all you need to do to cook a hot mm-hmm. dog because they're already cooked. Yeah. But it also made it smell like burning hair. And how did the hot dog, I always picture the hot dog getting like those really pretty, hard ends. It got and pretty whatever. charred. Yeah. And like, 
I would just say it's not the best method for cooking hot dogs. No, I guess that stuff was kind but of we pre-microwave, right? It was so right? hilarious. Too. I mean, <laughs> my family would throw hot dogs like just in a pot and steam yeah. them. Steam them or boil them. We were like we were like uh, heated up on a stovetop. Or you could do. My family yeah. didn't do that, but obviously you can do that. You can you know throw them on a grill. But even if you don't feel like dealing with that, it's very quick and easy to do on your stovetop. Yeah. So even in like the era before everybody had microwaves, which 1978, I think that was. I mean, people had microwaves in 78, right? I guess the 80s was the true microwave. Yeah, they existed though. in the late 70s, but you're right, they were not like ubiquitous. So I guess marketers were always looking for ways to like, well. We'll make the kitchen experience, yeah. you know, easier for mom or whatever. But the, the idea Shirley that Joneses you, of the world, the idea that you need a little hot dog steamer for one hot dog, like at a minimum, all you have to do is put your little steamer basket that everybody yeah, has. Right. The way you steam broccoli, at the bottom. yeah, exactly. At the if bottom you want to, if pot. you want to steam rather than boil a hot dog, you don't need a whole new no. unit tasker to do it one hot dog at a time. Having said all of that. Don't you kind of want one? I mean, I love a little hot dog coffin <laughs> as, a, as a curiosity. Right, exactly. I've come to pay my respects to the hot dog. <laughs> uh, I just have a couple more for you here. This next one is a shorty, and it's for um, MLB apparel, right? The MLB shop, maybe right. baseball. And the idea here is there are easier ways to bring the game experience home than what I assume they present to us in a series of, of these commercials. And in this one, we see two kids. They're clearly in their bedroom, right? The boy's younger. I'm going to put them at, like, I don't know, definitely under 10. Yeah. I'm going to put maybe, I, I don't know if this is his sister or friend or whatever, is maybe a little bit older, 12 or 13 or something. But the little boy is wearing a um, twins hat and he's running a, an old-fashioned hot dog stand with the big old-fashioned kind of bicycle wheel wheels on it and a big umbrella but it's all set up in their bedroom and the girl has around her you know around her waist one of those big um, boxes that the vendors carry the hot dogs in up and down the stairs up and down the stairs and so the the little boy is loading her hot dog box up she's got the strap around her neck and everything and he's loading it full of hot dogs for her until it's so heavy she falls over <laughs> there are two things that bother me about this commercial i'll let you watch it then i'll tell you what they are 48 49 50 got it there's a better way to bring the game home Visit MLBshop.com for today's special. The girl falls over under the weight of the hot dogs. She collapses backwards. Is yes. one of the things that bothers you that if all the weight is front loaded yes. on the front of her body, obviously the way she's going to go timber is forward. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. She looks like she just Even has... the most casual observer, yeah. this would drive them bananas. The, the physics of the it makes zero sense. The whole physics are opposite. Unless she just had an aneurysm or something. Which is scary Which and is too, too dark scary. for this 15 second ad. Yeah. Is the other thing that bothers you that she's like making... It's not like she's like groaning under the weight. It just it goes from like everything's fine to timber. No, the other thing that drives me bananas is they make a you know keep in mind that what they're trying to sell is baseball apparel here, and they do a real close up shot on the on the little boy's hat, and you can see that it's the Minnesota Twins logo there, which is I mean it's really sharp looking. The Minnesota Twins logo, that's what that is. Yeah, I think the C is the the for cities. I think it's it's like a T through a C, and I think it stands for Twin Cities. Oh, Twin Cities. I never knew what their logo looked I'm like, I guess. 
my goodness, if that's not the twins logo, I just didn't know. I would just be really embarrassed. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the. Yeah, twins I'm sure logo, you're right. Yeah. I just I just realized um, it just occurred to me that I do not know what the twins logo looks like. You know, it's one of their logos. Another logo says twins across a baseball. I don't know if this is a, a throwback or that's the one that whatever I recognize it. The thing that bothers me is the girl is also wearing some sort of MLB apparel, but we can't tell what team it is. Like they never do a good close up on the hat. It could be a Mariners. Could hat be Mariners because it's dark blue with like a, a light that aqua lid. Yeah. The, the, the teal. I'm guessing it's a Mariners hat, but it could also be like the Marlins. Yeah. It could even potentially be the Diamondbacks. And I just don't get why. And it's got the little like official logo on the side, like whatever the company is that makes the official logo. You're MLB just supposed logo. to like, maybe like you fill it in and then you sort of see yourself in her no matter what she's wearing. But I think it's a Seattle. I think the reason it bothers me is because I think it is that looks Seattle. Like the S. If you can yeah. just barely see the edge of an S there, but I just, I just sort of feel like you can't. And maybe it's just because like I sort of recognize if I if it was like red and blue and it could be any team, maybe I wouldn't me- care so much. But right. because the Mariners are my team, I'm just like just show the Mariners logo for <laughs> God's sake. That one, that that part of it doesn't bother me. Um, but the terrible stage directions for her to fall backwards, just uh, awful, is awful. Um, and I'm also trying to figure out in this room is all of this stuff for the fan experience or are they just real hot dog yeah they've got like a hot dog steamer over here maybe a bun steamer but it's not, it the, it's like. not the one one at a time no, hot dog no 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 steamer. they're actually running quite an operation yeah. here I'm actually impressed with it this room is going to reek of hot it's dogs really bad you're night, never gonna, you're gonna have to move yeah it's really bad absolutely yeah. um we have a hot dog problem uh <laughs> we like the new place but it smells like hot dogs all right th- i think we've played this one before um but it's worth playing again just because the jingle is hilarious yeah and, i remember this one and shouts out fat kids yeah if you'll recall everybody likes hot dogs even fat kids yeah which like Skinny famously kids. right yes <laughs> Fat kids love hot dogs. And they show like the, the a cute ass You don't have chubby... to go out of your way to say that. <laughs> and they show the cutest little chubby girl taking a bite of a hot dog. <laughs> but like this commercial consists of what appears to be a hot dog vendor, although I don't know if we ever even see his cart, but it's just, you know, a, a white man dressed in like a white apron with one of those little paper hats, like kind of marching through fields and streets with a whole parade of children behind him as he sings this. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Very big um, Steve Martin in the jerk working at the gas station energy, if you're familiar with that outfit. He's wearing, yeah, like the full white uh, top and bottom and then the kind of like paper hat style hat. And he's, and he's, I really love his bodily energy too. Yeah, definitely. His, his, uh, his, the way he's dancing, it really like, it's very... I don't know. Well, speaking of Music Man, it's a little 76 trombones in the big parade it energy. Does invo- it does invoke that. And I mean, of course, the Pied Piper, too, mm-hmm. has a little bit of uh, a little bit sure. of that story. Feels like OG. it's here there. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Bad kids, skinny kids, get your climb on up. Even kids with chicken. Did they say sissy kids? I think so. I think oh, it's uh, I think it's tough kids and sissy kids. So it's like it was a definitely a product of its time. Well, that's interesting because I growing up we would use the word sissy just to mean like somebody who is not tough. And they even the kids say here tough. It's the, and sissy, it's the right? counterpoint to tough, yeah. But now you wouldn't use it because it sounds like a gay slur, right? Yeah, and it's overly it's it's 
well, it's just mean and yeah. it's gender. It's very, it's sort of, it's definitely gendered. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously I'm, I hate anything. A sissy is, you know, when I was growing up, it, it was a word you applied to a boy who was not, who was perceived as not masculine enough. But now it would be like straight up, like that would be... Like, let's just say that you were you were kids in a modern school. Yeah. If you were you, kids, still call each other names. I'm sure, right? I and don't know, honestly. Anymore. Maybe not. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully, everybody is good to everybody. I know there's but I bullying, think, but I think it like it looks different. Somehow. There's still bullying, but let's just say that it's like, hey, you're a jerk. Like, okay, yeah. a kid calls a kid a jerk. That's not going to be smiled upon. Maybe you have to, but isn't sissy? And now I've said it a million times, but like, it is specifically more. Um, off limits now, right? It I is, think so because yeah. it's because it's like associated with um, sounds like a slur. It sounds like a slur that's specific to either gen either gender performance or mm-hmm. sexual identity. Exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, <laughs> fat kids, skinny kids, tough kids, sissy kids—they all love armor hot dogs. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say, oh, you know, that's a good one that people can call in and sing, but maybe mean don't. kids, racist kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Problematic kids. Problematic kids. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words say. Wait, no, I'm stopping the music. We'll come back to that in a second. Since people can't call and sing that song, yeah. how about, and this is really stretching it. I had one here that I, I was like, maybe I'll just have this one on deck. This one, just in the background, every now and then you see a hot dog vendor, but it doesn't really matter. I just want people to hear this song. It's from 1975. Maybe call, don't sing the problematic hot dog song on the listener line, but you can sing this one. In the years that I've been living, a lot of things have surely changed. A lot of things have come and gone, some even came back again. But through all the many changes, some things are for sure. And you know that my feeling kind of makes me feel secure. Because I would face all hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. In case you're wondering, this message is brought to you by baseball, hot dogs, apple pies, and America's favorite car. I can't tell what they're trying to get across with yeah. that commercial. It's, if only they would like spell it out for me more. 1975, you think anybody was feeling a threat from overseas car manufacturers? Yeah, and also like from counterculture. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's very much like it's traditional. Uh, it's some MAGA shit, honestly. Well, don't you think, though, that 1975, though, this is specifically where you're starting to see like the Japanese market? Yeah, I in? agree. I think that's yeah. a big part of it. And so they're making the case for like what? Good old American values. American values, which are like, you know, like white normative American values. I don't was there anybody who wasn't white in that ad? No, that's a good point. Even the Armor Hot Dog had a, a kid of color kind of yeah. uh, front of the line there, which was good. Um We're lucky they didn't call him out by some sort of <laughs> descriptor. <laughs> I will say this might have been the first one that had a female hot dog vendor. We had uh we had one a uh, hot dog vendor in the stands of a ballpark and then we had like a hot dog stand somewhere and like it Part of this looks like a John Cougar Mellencamp video, and there's a <laughs> yeah. woman running a hot dog stand there. So, okay, now we can play this. 
Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Got a nice email from listener Arthur who says, Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. My name is Arthur and I'm nine years old. I just want to tell you that I've been listening to your podcast while building my Aww. Lego, and I really enjoy it. Thank you, Arthur. Oh, Arthur. We're Arthur, what are you building? What are you building? We want to hear from you. Yeah. Send us a picture. Yeah, please do send us a picture. Do you remember when I was doing the um, radio show on Cairo Radio? And it really sort of, I mean, I found it hard to believe that anybody was listening to us at all. We were just like making noise at night, me and producer Nick Jarin. Yeah. What it, it, like, it, didn't, it certainly didn't have like the cult following that one might hope for in that uh, time <laughs> slot. That Another show that preceded it in the time slot had, but um, there was a kid who made. Oh, that's right. And Kimmy Klein was doing traffic during our shift, I think. And there might have been. I can't remember who the newscaster was at the time, but a kid sent in photos of um, a Lego creation he made of the Andrew Walsh Show radio oh, studio I remember with that. me yeah. and producer <laughs> Nick and Kimmy Klein doing traffic in the corner or something behind a computer. And I remember I think that the now. newscaster that as was well. Amazing. I was like, that was awesome. So Arthur, I'm not saying that you need to make a podcast studio of me and Genevieve but we are interested in knowing what you're building with those Legos and thanks for listening I appreciate it. we're going to try to keep it clean Genevieve <gasps> whatever got to <laughs> learn it somewhere you might as well learn it on ATM Corinne posted a couple of videos to Facebook recently and I had one all dialed up and then you know what I said I said no you know what god damn it I'm sick of crying on this show. And this is not about you, Corinne. It was a lovely ad. I appreciate you sending it in. And she even Remember sent that, it in. Like, that uh, bumper sticker we saw that said, how's my cry? Oh, yeah. We saw a car. It was parked on the street where we were waiting for a red light. It said, how's my crying? Call. And I remember it was a 202 area code. It seemed like a yeah, real number. Yeah, there was number. a real like, phone DC, number right? underneath it that looked like a DC number. It just said, how's my crying with this phone number. And I didn't, get, I didn't have time to write it down. Otherwise, we should call it. Huh. I, yeah, I don't know. It was bizarre. Um, but um, so, Corinne, I'm, I'm on a, in, all, in all seriousness, I, I thought it was a, a nice commercial that you sent in with a really nice sentiment. And I'll actually talk about it here, but I'm not going to watch it because, like, I what is with Christmas ads and holiday ads being just all they want to do is make us turn into a puddle of tears anymore? Yeah. And it was I, it was a car commercial I believe I think it might have also been Chevy it kind of doesn't even matter it was just like one of those kind of holiday greetings brand reinforcement things but we see a family did you have you seen this when you see a family and they're kind of like gathering for some sort of holiday thing very cozy feeling but you see an older woman. I'm not even going to play it, and here I am probably going to get choked up. You see an older woman. She's sort of staring vacantly, um, and then you see um, a middle-aged woman say to like her elderly dad, "How's mom doing?" It's like good days, bad days, and it's like, "Oh, dad, I'm so sorry." And then, and then it's like the granddaughter, who's like a young woman. I'm going to say maybe an older teenager or maybe in her early twenties, says, "Grandma, I'm going to give you a good day," and she drives her around the town and shows her all these like, "Oh, I haven't seen this. <laughs> I can't you're you're losing it. it. I'm losing that at the end. Like, they talk about the first kiss, then the." old people kiss and it is in the car and it is god damn it what <laughs> Genevieve I'm telling you like yeah. that is just like did, do all the ad agencies have some sort of bet like how can we destroy Andrew at the end of podcasts now this is, is this because, it was so I mean but is this, tears, is this because you're low Genevieve, T S testosterone low T testosterone I don't know I mean but but you're with me though whenever I play these things for yeah. you I'm like hey you try to keep a stiff upper lip and we play it but I'm a lady we cry all the time because we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just you're, a bag full of estrogen you're, you're too emotional um, so anyway 
And Corinne said that it reminded her of like a family member who went through something similar. So it was a sweet ad for sure, but it's just like, my God. And here I am talking about it and getting emotional anyway. But I, I can't play it. If I played it for you, Genevieve, it would be one of those things where you and I stare at each other and like we can't talk. Yeah. Um, but Corinne did send this one, and she says this one uh, tickles her fancy. And it's a Mattress Firm ad. And I mentioned this at the top of the show that several years ago, Mattress Firm, you know, the giant mattress company that basically pushed a whole – like pushed a whole bunch of other smaller mattress companies. They just swallowed them. Yeah, they swallowed them and yeah. pushed a bunch out of the market. So you go to like kind of these bloated areas of commerce, and you'll see like two mattress firms across the street from each other, which, you know, it's like having two guys work on the same hot dog stand. Um, but uh, in this, so that I loved it when they reinvented that campaign. It had Liev Shriver, who was a spokesperson for it. They were super dark surreal commercials about junk sleep and if you don't get your right sleep the world just seems like a weird dark scary place yeah uh it was almost like poetry the way like you would call it slung jeep or whatever i loved it and they did that for about a year and then they kind of they sort of kept sort of a quirky ad thing going but it just doesn't quite make sense i think they have something going do you know, have you seen a lot of these mattress firm commercials where people are in the actual store, but they're floating instead of walking for some reason? No, weirdly, I haven't seen a lot of mattress firm ads lately. I must be watching, I don't know, whatever I'm watching doesn't, that's not the target audience. So here's the deal with this, and I'm getting kind of ahead of myself, but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with this commercial. It begins with just a little vignette that is funny on its own, and that's probably what tickled Corinne's fancy. But in the very end, when they're ready to make the sale, you see the inside. Like, this commercial takes place in in a couple's bedroom, and I'll explain it in a second. But then at the end, at the very end, to make the close, they show people in a store, a mattress firm store, and they're testing out mattresses or whatever and you see two employees and instead of walking down the aisle they're floating Mm -hmm. and you see it for about one second and it's never explained and I think it's because they have various campaigns going on where in some of them people are floating into mattress firm stores Uh but they just kept this one second tidbit of it for this commercial that doesn't play into the plot at all. That's so and, weird. But it's not like well-constructed, like the Liev Shriver surreal things. They just don't know what they're doing anymore. Having said that, I've really started with the complicated part. <laughs> the The more straightforward part is you see a couple. They're laying on their in their own home, in their bedroom. They're laying on their new mattress, and they're amazed at how they can actually move their neck both ways now. They don't have a, a stiff neck anymore like their old mattress gave them wow i am so glad we went to mattress firm me too my neck i can move it both ways i mean they had so many incredible options at every price i can look this way now now he starts to look kind of away from his wife and he's looking over his right shoulder and suddenly he notices a painting on the wall that was a gift from a family member of his wife and it is hideous oh The painting your sister gave us for our wedding. Let's burn that. He said, let's burn that. And then um, that's the joke. And then he turns over and there's like five seconds left in the commercial. He flips over. Then suddenly we see him in. And this is confusing, too. I think it's him in the mattress store testing out the mattress, except he's clean shaven and he looks totally different in the store. And employees are floating by for some reason. And that's it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Mattress Firm. 
That's, what? It's not him in the mattress it's store. It's not him? It's, it's just the, a different person? It's the person who speaks there. It's the employee. Oh, the employee is both floating by and laying on a mattress? Yeah, I agree it makes zero sense, but it it is just like a separate, it's almost like a totally separate ad. They must have just they must have just stuck that at the end yeah. and it's from another ad or something. It really makes no sense. The, you, you have this whole vignette of a couple in the bedroom, then at the end for no reason, totally two, two people, separate people. Floating, by, floating by like vampires. Yeah. Nobody comments on it, and also the employee is laying down at work for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with that it's uh, really ineffective and weird, but it is not the same actor as the one who's uh, seeing the painting. One last thing from the ad council the here, little, and but then the we'll sketch is funny. The sketch is kind of funny. He says, yeah. "Let's burn it." If it wasn't clear what he says there at the end, um, so I'm going to play one more commercial for you. This is fully visual, um, but I thought it was interesting. It comes from listener Chris, who says, "I love to travel overseas, and I see ads." that I'd never see back home. I saw this one on Dave TV in the UK. And um, what you see is a bunch of, is it, what kind of goats, Genevieve, are the kind of goats that get way up on mountain? I guess they're mountain goats. I would just say probably mountain goats. You think they're mountain goats, the kind that get way up on mountains and they're just on the tiny little ledges? I knew you were going to hear it there. Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) That's like, what is um, in 30 Rock again? Um, Tracy Jordan is mad at Liz because she keeps on getting the wrong kind of ketchup. But then it, <laughs> it turns these, out all he wanted was mustard. It turns out all he wanted was mustard. Let me see here if I can find this. And yet you continue to get the wrong kind of ketchup. The kind that's, I wanted the kind that was yellow. Oh, now I hear it. You're the one who wrote every kind of mustard on my shopping list. And yet you still don't have the one I'm thinking of. It's red. It says ketchup on it. Oh, I hear it. That's on me. I hear it. Well, yeah, I'm going to go with mountain goats on this one. How do they get down, by the way? When, when, when a mountain goat gets on the little tiny, tiny ledge. They have their feet are very amazing. I've watched a lot of Animal Planet and their feet are really amazing, I believe, which is they look like just hooves, you know, but they're not like a horse. It's not like a horse hoof where mm-hmm. it is just like sort of a flat, you know, box. But they, I think the middle of like a mountain goat hoof has like some very grippy mm-hmm. uh, type of, of material that like makes them able to like be very agile. But they it's can, like a suction cup. Yeah, they go up and down. Uh, well, I don't know if it's exactly. Well, I like worry that. about them. Yeah, I mean, they look. It looks precarious. Yeah, but and they're way up there. Do they, they fall a lot? I don't think they fall a lot. I mean, they've evolved to live specifically there. Hmm. Um, well, anyway, you see a bunch of mountain goats. I'm presuming mountain goats because they're way high up on a mountain, and then you see a close up of um, a goat's hooves as it starts to do something a little bit different from its brethren. Starts to slip a little bit. One of them is. Now we see a close-up of a wheel, and then we realize, wait, this is a glider. This is like a a hang glider. A hang glider, and suddenly one of the goats is running off the cliff, strapped into the hang glider, and is now just going to hang glide around this canyon <laughs> while all the other goats watch. You don't see the and it's very realistic looking. They really have a. It looks like there's a goat. In a hang glider. It now, really does. I think a goat might actually be in a hang glider. It's obviously not really up this mm-hmm. high. That's probably on a green screen. But I feel like they did at some point get a goat strapped into a hang glider. It is a full cinema, a cinematic commercial. And again, this goat is flying around. It's like it's scaring field mice down on the ground. And uh, all oh. the other goats are sort of watching it. They're kind of jealous. 
Why stumble when you can soar? Get the fastest Wi-Fi guarantee of any major provider. Virgin Media. See what you can do. Virgin Media. Why stumble when you can soar? Yeah, I, I think mean, that guy was Greek. <laughs> I like see. I like the visual of the goats, and at the end, a bunch of other goats get on gliders and they all glide around. I like the visual of the goats um, on the gliders. I would say that a goat is built to climb a mountain and it is not built to get in a hang glider. But like you just mentioned evolution, though. They can evolve into being... That's not really how evolution Then works. you change the name of them. They're not mountain goats anymore. They're hang glider goats. That's right. I know about <laughs> science. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Was it last week that I forgot to give out the information or almost forgot to give out the information of how people can get a hold of no, us? No, I think it was maybe one or two weeks. It was, it was two, at least two weeks ago. Well, I'm a different man now. Yeah. Now we're going to say it. You can call us, 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Give us a ring. Let us know um, what commercial you've been seeing. Sing a uh, jingle for us. Let's keep it appropriate. Yeah. Talking to you, Armor Hot Dogs fans. But if you want to rewrite the Armor Hot Dogs yeah. song to be more Ooh. modern, hey, I like up, that. Up for that. Ooh, I love that. I can see some of our listeners being up to that challenge. It's 607 5597 Or you can uh, record yourself doing that and send it in as an audio file to After These Messages Show at gmail.com. Again, that's After These Messages Show at gmail.com. And check out the videos that I sometimes post to YouTube. It has been a while. But uh, I'm going to get back into that soon. But we have hundreds of archived uh, commercials from the 90s that I've put up there from old VHS tapes. Go to YouTube and search for After These Messages podcast. All right, everybody. Enjoy your hot dogs. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year. With the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi Posse's out.